0: Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I'm here with our main host, Lance Psycho. I am just the boom mic guy, Alex Gore. Glad to be with you. You're really holding that boom mic down. I am. I think I think you have to have uh, multiple different skills in this crazy economy. Yep. Speaking of multiple different skills. Yeah. Uh, coming into a firm, if you are coming into a firm from college, the most skills that you are deficient at that you think that you're efficient at, no, you might not. But one, you think you're good at Revit. You're not. <laughs> not in a production mode. Nope. I think in a design mode, sure. I would agree with that. Um, we recommend Revit Rocketship because it's what we make everyone at this firm take. It's what we teach at CU. It's what we teach to different firms and different professionals because it not ju- it doesn't just teach you Revit. It teaches you a system and gives you a template that a professional firm uses for over 10 years now. 10 years. Honed Almost in Almost 12. Yep. And... You model like it gets built. So you get to learn more than just Revit, which is key. The other thing is how buildings go together. I don't think people realize, because I know I didn't in the the beginning, what you're modeling, what that relates to. So you need to know what's happening in construction for it all to make sense. Well, Architects to Builders course is at architectsguide2.com. We've had a student take it. Mm. Uh, Other professionals have taken it that are are leaping um, into that and and now managing their own projects. But the student that took it opened my eyes because it wasn't necessarily meant for students, but they said um, it was eye-opening. He's now at a firm because now he can link everything he's doing to what's actually going to happen. And then the review was, this should be taught in school. Neato. Go check those out. Check them out. Today. Al, you know what
1: should be free? Uh,
0: God, what's that song? Freedom? Everything in life is free. I have no, 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 no but idea. But the birds and the bees, I want your money. I want what your I money. Want. <laughs> 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 Now I know. Yep.
1: Took you a while to get there. BIM content. Mm-hmm. BIM content should be free, and you shouldn't have to give up your personal data in exchange for it. That's what RCAT believes. That's what we believe. RCAT offers data-rich objects, families, and systems for free and without registration. To sweeten the deal, you can download these files in the last four editions of Revit. Isn't that amazing? In SketchUp format or DWG, go to Arcat.com today and enjoy the freedom. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. Check it out. Start building better content. Al, do you know who sets the bar when it comes to luxury windows? I do. Who? Pella. Pellaluxury.com forward slash the firm. Go check those guys out. You have never experienced a brand like this before. They're actually sending me a jacket. They're sending an Al jacket. We're gonna be wearing those jackets pretty soon. I don't know if you know that. that I hope it's coming. a cool jacket. It is gonna we'll be tell you. It's straight going to be, up be, listeners. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm 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 going to thoroughly enjoy it. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of the industry who believe window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They do not push beyond the limits. They set them. So explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Check out all the brands. I know you'll enjoy it. Get in touch with somebody. Get a quote going on your projects. Try them out.
0: Yep, there you go. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were doing a yearly review with someone that's moving up in the firm. Everyone's moving up in the firm, but this person has been with us for a while. Al's moving up in the firm. I'm moving on up. I'm moving on up for sure. He's boom man now. I know. I know. Exactly. Um, One of the things we talked about was the skills needed to manage people. And Lance brought up a first point that I think was actually correct and then i don't know who brought up the second or the third point but the second and third point are something that most people will realize but Mm -hmm. we're just going to dive into it a little bit but the first thing that you said is that you have to have patience yes and it clicked because it's it it gets harder over (coughs) time why does it get harder over time i'm going to interrupt you but why because after you do it so many times yes it's just like you got to say the same thing yep You got to say the same thing. But you need to know that that's part of your job. 100%. So you are managing someone who's just coming in and you have to have patience because they're not going to know what's going on unless they bought the architect to builders course and Revit rocket ship. Then you'll just be leaps and bounds ahead and your manager would be like, wow, this person probably needs a raise. So you're just going to make your money back right away. Get it on. So that was key. The second thing that I don't think people know or know that they have to. They might know, but they don't know that they have to put time into it. Mm-hmm. Is planning. You have to be ahead. You have to always have something on someone's plate, ready for them to do. You have to have two to three things. Two to three projects. Because this is what's gonna. Because if you only have one, they might do it so quick that you don't even. You don't have the second one ready. And it right? doesn't. And it doesn't matter if they did it right or wrong. They might. They might do it quickly wrong. Yep. Yeah. They might just do it quick. So okay. So that might happen. So you have to have more than one. Then you might think, oh, I only have to have two. Well, what if you have that second one lined up and then all of a sudden the client calls you and says, hey, the bank is given me guff or the city just decided to do some nonsense. Put this on pause for a little bit. Now you don't have a second project. So you need a third one. So you always need three tasks or three projects mm-hmm. for them to do to keep them busy because they get the first one done all of a sudden you get a phone call i'm telling you this stuff happens all of that project's canceled oh at least you have the third one when you're doing the third one i'll go back and review the first one that you did get that one up to speed and pull another one on it takes three I, I i don't think it's two i think it's three yeah that's what i said. I, yep, yeah three. yeah no i'm just to just to you know put that in
1: concrete uh, a lot of people I see always the that question pop up in the Entree architect community from small firm architects who are looking to make their first hires. Like when when do I know you're I'm ready to hire? Well, number one, are you obtaining as much work? Are you obtaining the amount of work, or do you have the ability to obtain the amount of work that would that would alleviate that would allow you to expand? So make you and get you to the point where you um, you can't handle that work, right? If you can, great. Can you get three projects for somebody else to do? Can you schedule them out? Could you could you make it so the client uh, is aware that hey, I, I would love to take this on. Uh, I'm probably going to need to staff up for it, and maybe you're up front with your with your clients about that, your potential clients, and you can schedule it out a month, two months out, and then when somebody comes in, they're just ready. You're ready to rock with those three. Yep. That's the ideal world, and I know it doesn't work ideally that way. But if there is an ideal situation, I think that's it.
0: Yep. So the, the third thing that you have to do and, and get the skill of is redlining and you need to plan redlines. And here's what I mean is that Lance, let's say you're working for me. I give you a task. You're like, Hey, I'll have it done to you by the end of the day. Yep. And then I think, okay, great. I'll tell the client they'll have it by the end of the day. In the beginning, that is untrue because what you have to do, what I have to do, you'll have it done by the end of the day. Great. Tomorrow morning, I'll look over it. I'll redline. Mm-hmm. Then you will pick up the red lines mm-hmm. and then it will go to the client on the end of the next day, right? So you have to plan for that. And here's one example. We were talking to someone else and they, they were never that great of at, at it because I don't think they planned like that. And they would just be like, oh, there's only one or two things or three things. Like you look through it and instead of redlining it, sending it back and making them do it, you know, I'll just do these two or three things quickly. Mm-hmm. That person said, well, I got sick of doing the same thing over and over again. That's when they decided no matter what, even if it's two things, you redline it and you send it back. Because why make those changes for 10 projects when all it takes is one redline? So the three skills of Management 101 are patience, planning, and redlining. I love it. I love it. I've got a little something to read to you, Al.
1: Good. I want to see. I'm I'm interested in your your idea about this. Okay. Saw this post on LinkedIn. Uh, If you haven't, yet linked in with me link in with me i'm always happy to link in with other professionals people who listen to the podcast uh so the title of this is poor customer onboarding is a leading cause of churn it's -hmm. also preventable if you design an intentional onboarding process and i brought this up yesterday at the retreat recap that we had an internal meeting uh, about should we have an onboarding process for clients So there's some bullet points here. Ensure that there is an alignment across product, marketing, sales, and customer success on the ideal customer profile. The entire company must focus on selling to the right customer. Document key information that is uncovered in the sale process and make and design a seamless handoff from sales to success. Or in our case, it would be from sales to production, right? Mm -hmm. Is there a seamless handoff? Because... Let's be honest. I mean, the truth is, is like we are doing most of the sales. Yep. And then we're we are handing it off to production. I don't see you doing a lot of production work. I see you doing a little. Maybe me, too, like I do a little tiny bit. Poco. Yeah. There you go. Uh, deliver a valuable implementation meeting that is focused on demonstrating progress towards a specific business outcome for your customer. Set the foundation for establishing relationships with multiple people at the organization by asking. For those names and contact info on the onboarding meeting, I think that's a that's an easy one, right? Yeah. Um. Because especially if we're doing, there's all kinds of different consultants we're working with. Who who? And and one thing I think to add is, and I'm going to start doing this with clients is like, what is your preferred method of communication? I have these one set of clients that email is difficult. Yep. Is text better? I'm okay with group text. So long as we stick with communication hours, you know. Yep, nothing past five, nothing past six, that sort of thing. Uh, obtain commitment for an ongoing engagement cadence. I like this. Should we be meeting weekly, monthly, mm. quarterly? That makes a sense. That makes sense for the customer and send recurring month meeting invite immediately after, along with a concise follow up email outlining the next steps. I have been doing this for our construction projects. I have, uh, it's not an OAC meeting per se, but it's a walkthrough every Friday at 2 p.m. And if I'm, like last week we we're did our retreat. It was Thursday at 2 PM. This has been insanely invaluable yep. all the way around. Just for them to we walk through, they see the progress. It, there's no stress here at this. I mean, there is stress, but not a crazy amount, right? Yep. Uh find an opportunity to surprise and delight your customer in the first 90 days. Maybe that's by setting your expectations very low. Hey, we're not gonna be able to touch this for three weeks. Boom. You get an email. Hey. We move some things around, or whatever, we were able yep. to get going on your project, um, or we were able to shrink this room and save you X amount of dollars because we found a better design solution, right? Yep. Expedite time to value by ensuring that you are focusing on the most important key activities to drive the cu- desired customer for your desired outcome for your customer. There are so many areas for the customer experience you can focus on improving. Getting onboarding right is the most important. What do you think about developing an onboarding process, even if it's just a one to two page? Even if it just starts with um, having the client acknowledge, you know, kind of re-acknowledge, like, thanks for signing with us. Um, take a look at, you know, make sure you take a look at the contract and you acknowledge this is how we're going to move forward. I'm just throwing some ideas out there. Um, and then also maybe it's just like here's all the key players involved. Yep. What do you prefer? What's your preferred method of communication? And then setting it up square. where, where how do you prefer
0: to meet weekly, monthly,
1: all all, all that sort of thing. Yep. Just just a loose one pager to start with.
0: So I think uh, Lance, go to your folder structure. Um, actually, and then go to twenty one oh seven oh six. at Subaru Tiny House Two. So in
1: the current projects? Yep. Current projects in there. Yep. 2106. Yep. 02. 02. Uh, uh
0: 210706.
1: 0706. There it
0: is. Kept written? Written. Uh nine f- intake form. So, here's my initial thoughts is nice. like there needs to be a balance. And I know we already had this, but but it, it's different what you're talking about. There needs to be a balance between over bureaucracy. Yeah and being efficient and helping out. So there needs to be a balance. And then now there needs to be not only like, let's, we'll talk about this, we talk about this, uh-huh. but wait, 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 then there needs to be a clear implementation point because there's always a handoff. And, but sometimes it's just like, here's an example. Hey, I got the project, went to the site, did all this. Um, it's a new build. Uh, we have the topo, we have all that. Um, design a schematic design, like do, do, do a layout, right? And, and someone at the firm is doing it. Well, what if that per- person then, because it happens, is then the one kind of leading it because they're doing all the designs. And then you skipped having like this, like this project handoff project, w- whatever you want to call it, right? Like we need to make, we need to make a point that that happens.
1: That, there, that the handoff does happen.
0: That the handoff happens but what what was the other terms that well, you were saying for this segment? Um, mean, onboarding, onboarding.
1: Yeah, just onboarding. Just that word.
0: Onboarding, right? And then if you go back to this, so we've had this. We just we this, just don't this, use it. This firm intake form. We don't use yeah. it because I'm gonna I'm gonna record the screen here and kind of show everybody. Yep. Go ahead. Because we used to have two, like, hey, what the city setbacks and codes were and stuff like that, and just people didn't fill it out, right? But I feel like this could be adopted to what you were saying, like contact. Okay. Here's the key people, right? Involved. Um, the other thing that I like too, is like, we should almost write down and say, okay, what are your expectations to start building? Put that date in there and maybe have a checkbox. Like, Hey, could you just go over and check that everything is, is correct in here? You know, um, communication check. Do you like email? How do, you do, you like phone call? do you like phone call? Yep. And, and maybe even if it's just a dozen, a half a dozen things, Yep. I think that's all we need. Yep. And maybe maybe it should be right after signing, this gets sent off to them. Yeah. And then you're copying whoever's probably going to be the person doing Bingo. the stuff.
1: That's that's the kind of way to tackle it, yeah. I think. So it's yeah. more
0: on us than anyone. Yeah, I think it is more.
1: That's exactly why I'm bringing it up, Mr. Grant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. that's. I'm just going to say that's my homework. Is to fill this out and make it. Is to make this and work with you, obviously, just like we did. Just like we did. Is this the
0: next segment? We get it, to let's right make it. Let's make it the next segment.
1: No, no. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to make it the next segment, which brings me to, I did complete my homework this week. I'm going to move it around right here so we're staying on top. The executive decision process
0: is finished. And I'm going to pull that up next here yep. so everybody can take a look. And because you were late, your grade cap goes down from 100% to now you can only get 91%. That's so sad. I know. So like, even if you nailed it. Top is ninety one. This is on I hope you. everybody feels sorry for me. Good. Okay, tell us what this is. And if you are on YouTube, I think that this is cool. The purpose of this is to literally explain and tell our staff we are okay with you making decisions. We are okay for you making decisions. Not and only are we okay,
1: please make the decisions. Yep. If I <laughs> because because we're not always available for whatever various reason. Yep. Right? It's color. Why did you choose green? I like it. I chose I green because I went to Canva. Yeah. And uh at first they had like a little little guy down here and he was looking up and doing this and he was going mm. cuz it was like can I make this decision? Uh that's why I picked it. Okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> why did
0: you remove the guy? He would have been cool. He,
1: uh I couldn't fit the diagram. Mm. It would okay, Fair enough. So I made a g- executive decision. Good. You made a decision.
0: <laughs> so how <laughs> So read this. Read this kind of chart for us.
1: So uh, and you know what? Let me just pull up the old one just to refresh everybody real quick. I don't think they. I don't think it could hurt. We uh, get it right here. I know I already have the. Yeah. So this is the old convoluted one that I'm pulling up. Oh crap! Now it's in Photoshop, but that's all right. Uh, the, while it's pulling up here, the other one was convoluted, and it didn't make any. I mean, it was just too.
0: It all Bureaucratic. To, yep. It all. So the there point of the whole thing was for them to make a decision and they had to go through a long decision was tree rough. to get to yes. They had to go through no, 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 to finally get to yes. But, what, like-
1: but what was nice is Alex then dumbed it down, streamlined it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and here's what we came up with. So it's called Executive Decisions Made Easy. Uh, it's a helpful guide. And so basically what we identified is three different kinds of questions that seem to come up on projects, right? Um, so let's say there's a field change and we need to make a decision or whatever. It actually doesn't even matter. But like if Alex and I aren't available, I, yeah. I want people to start thinking about this. So number one, and I'm going to start at the top. Is there a design or a set of goal that I can't maintain? If I, if I can't maintain, there isn't. Okay, great. Make the call. Like you yeah. can, you can maintain it. The way I got this chart to work is I literally had to do it like a double negative.
0: I know. So I'm sorry. Uh, One way I sketched it, I was like, this is going to be a... You got to figure it out.
1: But Al's uh, dyslexic brain allowed us to get to that double (laughs) negative, honestly. Yep. So, uh, and then, uh, yes, I can't maintain one. Great. You got to wait then. Simple, right? Yep. Um, Is there a code... These other ones are easier. Is there a code uh, or life safety violation? Uh, No? Great. Make the call. Yep. Is there one? Uh, yeah. Okay. They better, maybe you should wait. Right? Yeah. uh It's our insurance on the line. Yep. Third one. Is there a cost increase or time delay? Uh, no. yes. Okay. 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 Wait. I, is there not one? Okay, great. Make the call. Yep. Done. This, make the decisions. What do you think? I love it. I love it too. We're going to, so this is going to be one of my, um, two second
0: things. I think. Perfect. Something like that. Yes. As I think this is a big one. But, I think you need to print this out and talk to the construction crew about it, too.
1: Dang it. I got more homework.
0: Yeah. He's a teacher. I am a teacher.
1: All right. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Or I could just text it to him. Save some paper. I'm trying to be sustainable now. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. Um, okay. That's... Uh, now I think we're on to something about you. Are you doing it? A oh, retreat recap. This is... Retreat. i continue here. So, uh... Still sharing the screen here with everybody. If you're on YouTube, check it out. We had a great retreat. Actually, before we get into that one, I wanted to share a photo with everybody. So this is one of my favorite things that we did, and I think that is critical. And I would highly encourage uh, other people to do something similar because this is like the meat. Yep. Besides all the personal interaction and getting to know people a little bit better and doing things like activities like... Uh, fishing, or playing in the pool, or doing the volleyball thing, or yep. eating together as a big group, um, get, having a meditation or visualization session, yeah, and multiples of them that are. You know, we already talked about if you go back to like how to how to plan for a retreat. If you go back to that episode, we actually we went through the outline of what we were doing. Yep. we did four sessions. Super, super, super. Uh, you're trying to pull stuff out of people that that isn't normally there that was one of my wife's comments she was like I, th- I find it so interesting that she's like have you had you heard people wanting to do like skyscrapers and stuff before this and i go no she goes well why not like you would think that would come up in casual conversation at the office i'm like not really well
0: here's my two big takeaways from from this retreat yep one was i think the way I could have improved was I have to, we have to know the reason for the retreat and the reason for the retreat was sort of to get these ideas out. Right. But the second reason for the retreat was what we talked about earlier was connection with everyone, right? New people coming on board, get them to be part of the group. And so my, my wife and other kid was supposed to come, but they were sick, sick throwing up and craziness. So I just came with my one son, And I had the best time with him. We had an amazing time. It was just me and him doing all that stuff. The the sessions were cool. Chocolate.
1: What do I have here? here. They had chocolate waffles.
0: Chocolate waffles all the time. (laughs) But what I realized afterwards was I, I tried to do this, but I could have gotten better. When we broke into the groups, I thought that that was key and I wanted to move around and sit next to different people. Ah, uh, So, let's say we're doing it next time. And we're doing the meditations and all that. For each one, I think plan a smaller group. And then you need to move around too. For each two. meditation session. Yeah. Yep. You need to move around too to be in different groups, right? I think we could also limit it to, to like one meditation session per day. You know, instead of four. That's well, like well, a small Well We did change. one on Friday, two on Saturday, yep. and one on Sunday. And then I think... so because i I hope you'd agree with me like learning that thing about the skyscrapers and stuff was was key and that you know like they said it but it came through the little group but if me and you would have been in most more little groups we would have connected with we would have connected more we would have heard more with the people that we know and then the people that we don't know yeah so one is Okay. Let's say you're leading this, or let's say that's your goal is. Then, mm-hmm. then you got to make that happen. And then the second thing is, if let's say we eliminate one of the meditations, so it's just three. Just is one there, per day. Is there another group activity you, that replaces that, where you can do small groups, or or maybe like a little challenge where you're I think tying your I legs th- together? I think it could be a challenge.
1: I think it could have been a challenge in place of that, where then you, g- you do small groups of teams, and there's of some cool. competition involved, friendly competition.
0: Yep. I think that would that would be the those are good those are great tweaks. So so that was my big like lesson from it moving forward. And then the other thing Lance and I noticed because he called me and I was gonna call him and talk about the same thing is like, okay, what did we take out from this? And we took out themes. We heard similar themes. Yeah.
1: So one of the first ones was and so we put together a little presentation yesterday and we went through it. I'll just go through these three kind of memes that I made just to kind of represent each of them. First one was a laser scanner. I We had talked about getting a laser scanner last year at one point uh, to do as-builts um, to get that uh, point cloud and then autom- semi-automate this, the process a little bit more. That came out again, and then w- we brought it up and talked about it yesterday, and we're going to start moving forward with two companies to interview them and, and see what they can do for us Yep. and how it would work. Yep. So... so um we did do a little bit of math just so everybody knows um and kind of tried to understand like what it costs to to do to what it's going to cost what the re, what the recoup is going to be for i think it makes sense for us we yep. talked about it further this morning the other one was
0: sustainability in nature yep. and the way that came out is people literally did a magazine cover of a, of a project um and then during one of the sessions people visualized the project and I would say over half of them, or maybe even a majority of them, but at least half of them, the main thing that they said was something about connection with nature mm-hmm. or sustainability. So Lance and I broke that into two areas. Hey, how, how can our firm do that? And one is, how can we internally do that? If this is what we want, we should make sure that we are doing it right. Yes. Recycling, um, energy efficiency, offsetting, all those different things. I thought about it even further last night too, about this point and how the
1: idea was I think you would, I was like, do opposites attract? I don't think so. I actually think there's a certain amount of like, 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 like right? So similarity rather that draws you to people, right? Like, would we be friends if we weren't in the same, if we weren't in architecture class? Probably like, how would we even met, Mm. you know, for example, like that? Um, My wife and I had kids of the same age. Right. And that's how we, how we met. Right. You and Annie love books right stuff like that yeah. so we're trying so if we are making mm-hmm. ourselves sustainable i think we're going to and we live that lifestyle professionally in our office then once we project outward with a with our web page and just how we market i think we're going to attract those kind of people and that was the idea
0: i th- i i really like that um i thought about this a little bit more last night too so normally you know how we used to have a tiny office and we used to hate when product reps would give us stuff right I'm changing slightly because this of a guy, couple things. This guy, he's just
1: blowing my mind.
0: <laughs> right? One is, are these sound panels? Right? Because I've been able to talk. To Game th- changer. Yep. Super helpful. And, and, and literally just point like, oh, like that. They look like that. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. I see where you're going. Another one was, how do you feel about exposed steel beams? And then I point like that one. You know, like literally yes. right there. Or glass garage doors. I point. I've literally pointed at that one. Pella's going to give us some... Corner, cuts, yep. right which i think will be helpful too like <coughs> hey just just pick like here's a wood versus the aluminum versus uh you know whatever so sustain this is the idea of um last week i don't know if a company would do this like namaste solar who does a lot of our solar shout out G- guys i think it'd be helpful like what if we what if you guys put an array of eight panels <laughs> literally give them to us and then hook them up. I don't know how you have to do it to whatever. To, whatever. Somebody smarter than us figure yep. it out. Yep. But like,
1: I literally think it would help. I like where you're people. going with it. Well, that was the idea. I think you should give it Jason then, because that was the one of. The, so on this on this sustainable note, one of the, there was multiple ideas that came out during this sort of a recap session that we had with staff. The biggest thing is we're gonna we're like okay, there's I think there's three committees you guys should form please meet on monday form the committees and and let's try to let's try to touch base once a week and see how you're moving ahead with simple stuff like above the recycling bin uh, what should you, what should you actually be putting in the recycling bin yeah uh, is there another way for the electricity how do we offset that i think we can buy renewable credits or something like that and then the other one so to kind of circle it back here on is products and one of our employees was like I would, I feel like we could be more knowledgeable about products. Great. Get on the phone with product reps like once a month. Why aren't we doing an F9 lunch uh, le- and learn? Yep. And then we could bring those and then we could make, then I'm okay with it. We have this huge shop down here. Maybe it does become a little bit more showroomy. Yep. You we, just have some samples here and there. Yeah. We used to have
0: this, Bill's shelf. That's product shelf now. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Um, anything else on the sustainable tip? I don't think so. Nope.
0: and then other people came up with different ideas and things like that.
1: Yeah, uh, the last one was the big projects that I that was the I think I think I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, but I did expect some sustainability talk. Uh, I did not expect the laser, but I truly didn't expect the amount of enthusiasm and just people thinking about future projects and th- and considering like in a as far as pie in the sky thing of what about a skyscraper? What about a giant, giant project and how do we manifest that?
0: Yeah. So then we basically asked them, what is their ideas for that? If you really want that, how do we move in this way? Um, and, and the ideas started to churn. So it, the, the key of kind of this whole segment is at the end of the treat, don't let the lessons you learn die you gotta implement them, you gotta keep moving forward.
1: Look for, exactly, look for the trends that you hear from your staff. Yep. Try to identify them and then have a recap and a plan of action afterwards because it's not cheap to do these retreats. <laughs> no, 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 so. no one
0: was. Um, And then speaking of, two things, just because this is, is kind of our meeting, do you think, let's, let's say they were willing to do that. Namaste Solar. Yeah. Do you think it would just literally be like some some panels that we place along, you know, like on their own thing on the ground? Or would we build something that could hold some of them like a shade structure and they put them on that?
1: Well, I'm open. I, I don't know. I don't know. They could do vertical ones too. You know, like on that building you hate in Denver. I, I wish I could oh, pull it up. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You hate that building. I love that building. But
0: Lance, couldn't we we put just like a ledger across this wall and and they're mounted on them? A ledger across this wall.
1: I know what you mean. Yeah, that's possible too. Yeah, that would be cool. And then... I like how you want. (laughs) Trying to get them for free. Yeah.
0: I know what you mean though. Like it's marketing. I'm not opposed to that at all. That makes sense to me. Well, it, it changed when like I saw clients when I point to something and say, yeah, we want that
1: exactly yep. yeah it makes sense in that in that kind of respect so
0: uh what else was I gonna bring up about that
1: what do we got next Mr Gore
0: I think I think I think we just have are jeopardy but I, think I thought right. I had something else you got nothing I got nothing let's bring down the crew for ARE jeopardy all right Question number one um, the IBC IRC let's I'm gonna say IRC contains requirements for the ventilations of attics and concealed roof spaces for which of the following reasons It's probably the same reason if it's IRC or IBC oh yeah. A to vent potential uh, fire smoke B to eliminate the need for conditioned air C to prevent heat transfer or D to prevent moisture and condensation accumulation in the spaces. What is it? Is it everyone said D prevent moisture and condensation accumulation. You are all correct. Good job. Hey, hey. excellent. excellent. <clears throat> Question two, wood floor rim joists are nailed to the base plate. Every blank. Is it A, every 4 inches, B, every 6 inches, C, per manufacturer's recommendations, or D, 12 inches? What is it? Lance, guess. Write down your guess. Hide it from people. I don't even know that's a thing. Yep. I don't have a guess. Fair enough. Let's see. C, D, B, D. It's so all over the place. Awesome. The answer is c the manufacturer will give you the recommendations but most of the times it's every six inches so that was the are stuff if you knew like oh it's every six inches you would say that but it's really per manufacturer recommendations who say why is
1: that necessary when you're putting you put plywood and it would tie it all together what do you mean the the rim wood floor rim joists are nailed to the base plate yeah because you're going to put the plywood on the outside of that and you're going to nail if you're smart you're going to nail to the Base plate through the plywood, then to the rim, then to the wall, and, like, it's all tied together. That's the That's whole great. point.
0: The reason why is because if I was making a floor after the base plate, I would put the rim joist in first, and then I would put in the floor TGIs or open webs, and then I would put in um, the floor sheathing. Then I would frame the walls, and then, lat- like, two weeks later, he'd come and put that in so that's why unnecessary number three what are the stability manufacturer's recommendations is the correct answer
1: (laughs) (laughs) number three what are stability related features failures sorry what are stability related failures in steel structures why are they more life-threatening than strength related failures a stability related failures are not considered by structural codes b stability related failures are usually sudden c strength-related failures are more common and more predictable or d strength-related failures usually occur when people are not present does a building fall down in the forest by itself it if you noise? can't hear it
0: didn't fall down is that what you're getting at? <laughs> exactly yeah uh why are
1: stability related failures in steel structures more life-threatening than strength-related failures is it a Stability-related failures are not considered by structural codes. B. Stability-related failures are usually sudden. C. Strength-related failures are more common and more predictable. Or D. Strength-related failures usually occur when people are not present. That is a tough one. That is a mouthful. We have B, C, C, and B. The correct answer is B. Stability-related failures are usually sudden. Boom. It could be. Yeah, could just be that a beam finally shears, right? It's just going to happen right away. Um, Okay. Uh, Four, fatigue failure is a failure mode associated with what? A, long slender columns. B, high temperatures. C, stress reversals. Or D, long-term compression loading. Fatigue failure is a failure mode associated with what? Uh, a, long slender columns, B, high temperatures, C, stress reversals, D, long-term compression loading. That's an easy one in hindsight. Uh, forward, uh, so we got D, 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 D. The correct answer is C, stress reversals. Just think about if you're bending a wire over and over and over again, right? You've fatigued it to the point because you're bending it back and forth to the point of fatigue failure. Perfect. Uh, what do we got for count? We got three, four. Wow,
0: Mister License. All right. one, Tyler, you win. Where are we going to eat? Alice's. Because Alice it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Take us out.
1: Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button, hit that subscribe, leave us a comment, and if you're listening terrestrially on Spotify, YouTube, or iTunes, or any other one, leave us a five star review. We will see you next week.